Hello, fitness freaks, fitness candor freaks. I always kind of mess it up. I'm still trying to think of something new to say. <laughs> I'm here today at Mission 5 Fitness with health coach Zach Frank. It's with an E, but it's silent. I just learned that. <laughs> um, he's a health coach I met through Dr. Pete Hagenjoss, the chiropractor from a couple of podcasts back. Um, what interested me in Zach was that I used to be a health coach also for a really large company and um, you don't run into too many health coaches, you know, unless you're with an insurance company and you're trying to yeah. you know, get healthy. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what is a health coach and who needs them and, and why? Absolutely. And how'd you get, how'd you get started? Let's start there. Yeah. So how I got started, we talked a little bit about this, but uh, I always tell people that if you would have ran into me 10 years ago, I probably would have been the last person on the face of the planet. Uh, to be a health coach. And I was the pickiest eater ever. I lived off of Chef Boyardee, more Pop-Tarts, cheese hot dogs, six sodas a day, uh, mac and cheese. And, you know, then I ate the white foods on, food. on the plate. All right? good food. Yeah. Mashed potatoes, chicken nuggets, all that kind of stuff. Um, which, you know, is typical American diet for a lot of people. Um, and never once for a second did I think it could have an effect on my life, really. Yeah. You know, I was I loved candy, all that kind of stuff. And by the time I graduated high school, I'm six five, so I'm a tall guy, and I was about 160 pounds. You know, as a senior, yeah, rail thin, yeah, that's really thin. and uh, had you know acne, headaches, not too great energy, and you know I was on Nyquil and Zyrtec and. Uh, taking antacids and Pepto-Bismol and, you know, all the stuff you see on TV. And I thought that was just what everybody did, you yeah. know, that that's that's how your body worked. And you. It was a norm. And so I went to the University of Cincinnati and I uh, roomed with a guy I went to high school with who was into working out already. And he said, hey, why don't you start working out with me in the mornings? And I said, at that same around the same time, you know, you're in college, you start seeing some pretty girls around, and you're like, yeah. I need to put on some muscle here. Yeah. I need to, <laughs> I need to compete here, bit. right? Yeah. And uh, so I was like, okay, uh, I'm going to start working out in the mornings. We'll see where it goes. And I found an ebook, which back then ebooks were kind of you know not that big. This was back in about 2005, I guess. Um, and I found an ebook, kind of gained a core knowledge on what it took to build muscle. Um, and it was, you got to progressively, you know, challenge yourself in the gym, have more calories in than you, uh, expend, uh, give adequate recovery time and work yourself towards that, you know, hundred percent failure, give your body a reason to change. Yeah, and I took yeah. those four things to the bank and in about four months I'd gained probably 40 pounds of good weight. I mean, maybe five pounds of fat and mostly muscle. Wow. And so I started seeing people from high school or family members I hadn't seen in a few months, and they were like, you know, who are you? Like, what's going on here? Which felt good. You know, it obviously boosts your confidence when you can fill out and look like a normal yeah, human being. Yeah, yeah it <laughs> you know? it's worth something. Right. So uh, I, I kind of really got into working out and challenging myself in the gym, which was totally new to me, but opened up a whole new world of, you know, confidence and felt really good to take care of my body in that way. But my acne hadn't gone away. I was still getting sick in the winters. I still had allergies, um, got headaches, you know, would wake up during the night. I didn't really feel exactly healthy at the time. 
And so I kept peeling back the onion and, you know, learning more about not just the quantity of calories mattering, but the quality of calories. And my one big hurdle, though, was I was the pickiest eater of all time. And I was like, all right, I need to learn how to like vegetables. And so I started with peas. I remember one day I just made an entire bag of peas, dumped like half a thing of butter on it and salt and pepper. And I sat down and watched TV and forced myself to eat peas. And I didn't enjoy it at all. <laughs> um, and I did that, you know, for a couple of weeks and all of a sudden I needed less butter. I needed, I think I completely got rid of butter, salt and pepper and I could eat peas for what they were peas. And I was like, yeah. wow, that changed. Like that was something that, you know, made me think I could learn to start liking these healthier foods that I'm reading are important. You yeah. know, it seems so silly now as a health coach saying like vegetables are important, but I think we were raised in, you know, yeah, in an environment where your parents said, eat your fruits and vegetables, but then it was in one ear out the other. You know? Well, yeah, it's like the, the education part too. I mean, it's, it's all depending on, like you said, how you were raised, but also if you can carry that on, you understand why. It's just like anything else. You have yeah. to understand why. Being told to do something, yeah, it's like, all right, why? Yeah. If you know the why, oh, okay, I get it now. I'll I'll try it, or you accept it or reject it. It's one of the two. Yeah. So I I totally uh, you know felt felt pretty smart figuring out for myself that vegetables were important, right? And it motivated me to keep you know trying to improve my health, and all the way to the point by the time I graduated college, I was into like superfoods and eating lots of vegetables and really minimizing processed foods. And all of a sudden, you know, my acne improved. I didn't get sick one winter. My allergies went away. Um, I was recovering quicker from workouts. I had just more energy and I start, I got a taste of like what it actually felt like to be healthy. And, and then I looked around and I saw how many other people were unhealthy Mm -hmm. and it really just, you know, it kind of made me angry and made me sad that we live in a place where, you know, it's as simple as changing a few things and you can feel this whole other, other higher level of unlimited well-being it's right? everywhere. Yeah. There's no excuse really. You know? Yeah. So by the time I graduated college, I, I had a degree in, um, marketing, um, from university of Cincinnati. I went and worked at a marketing firm here in town for, three and a half years. And, you know, I'd go home and I'd read books on health and wellness and I was helping friends and family lose weight, you know, and get stronger, those types of things. And, but to me, it was a pipe dream to ever make it a career. Cause I felt like I, I didn't go to school for it. And, yeah. uh, you know, it was just something I was, I a wish that I wish I would have studied nutrition, wish I would yeah. have done this. Um, And then I was getting to the point where I really wanted to try and figure out how to merge. I had a desire for like running my own business and entrepreneurship, but I had nowhere an outlet for that in my mind. I'm like, you know, what am I going to do? Invent a product or something. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, and I never really thought that it was possible to connect my passion for health and wellness and all this with entrepreneurship. Mm Um, and then it was October of 2012. A lot of things fell in line really quickly. My aunt came, um, and visited Cincinnati. She lives in Indiana and she was struggling with some health problems of her own. I talked with her for probably four hours 
and her mind was like blown with all my knowledge that I knew. And she's like, why aren't you doing this for your job? And I, you know, I gave a list of a hundred excuses on why I wouldn't work. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, then I ran into an old coworker and he, you know, started his own business and told me like, you need to do this if you really want to figure it out or whatever. And I still had no outlet to figure it out. And then I'll never forget one Saturday morning I had to go in to work and I had to work on some like awful spreadsheet for like five hours. I I remember specifically I was dreading it. It was like a beautiful sunny day out. Mm -hmm. And the last thing I wanted to do on a Saturday was go and work on this Excel sheet. And I just said, I looked up at the sky and I saw like a blue sky and I was like, I'm not doing it. And I walked up the street to Mount Adams, um, and there was a farmer's market there. Yeah. And I met, I walked around, you know, talked to the different vendors. The last vendor I talked to is one of my best friends now. He's a wellness professional um, dealing with ionized alkaline water, which I'd never heard of. You know, I said, water is water. And I met this guy and he put me on this trial for the water. And that's a whole other separate issue. Um, but through him, he, I told him about, you know, one night just talking to him, I told him, like, yeah, I would love to be a health coach in a perfect world. And he's like, why aren't you? And I was like, you know, I listed out the hundred excuses. Right. And he's like, I know a health coach, you need to meet her. And I was like, okay. So I met her a week later at whole foods up in Mason, met this health coach. And I asked her like 300 questions. Like, what about this? Like, what about this? What about this? More, trying to find a more reason. More questions about it than you had excuses why you're not doing it. Yeah. I tried, I tried to figure out why it wouldn't work. Yeah. And by the time I was done talking to her, I, I felt very confident that, you know, I had new hope that I could actually do this. And I enrolled into the Institute for Integrative Nutrition a week later. Oh, wow. And then four months, five months later, I quit my job. A month after that, I started my own business, and a year later, here I am now. That's, am- that's amazing. <laughs> it's kind of how I got started, and it couldn't have gone any perfect, more perfectly looking back on it. Like My marketing experience from UC has helped me tremendously starting my business. Like sure. I worked at an entrepreneurship center as an intern at UC. That I've tapped into that knowledge. Like. Every every little piece that I thought wasn't working in my direction actually was actually was, yeah. and so um, it. I mean, it's it's very it's it's very humbling and rewarding and awesome, and I couldn't be happier. So, so what, what's your what's your practice like now? How did you get linked up with Dr. Hagen Joss? Who who else are you? Yeah. Who else are you helping? Yeah. So I read a really 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 impactful book by a guy named Michael Ellsberg. And he wrote uh, a book called The Education of Millionaires. And one of the points that really stuck out to me in that book was he said you have to – in order to be successful in business, you have to give with no expectation of receiving. And the the universe, you know, whatever you want to call it, God, whoever, is going to give back to you what you give out to the world. Yeah. And up until that point, I had always operated in a selfish mindset in that I'm going to do this in hopes of getting that I'm going to give this guy that. So then I can ask for, you know, it was, it was just a playing rally scoring in my head with all these people and it didn't get me very far. Right. So I, I made a distinction. I said, I'm just going to, help as many people as I can and whatever comes of it, I'm going to trust that 
things are going to be good. You yeah, know, you're I mean? just going to do it to the best that you can, and yeah, and work hard, do good. Exactly. That was the mindset I went into it with, and so I started reaching out to anyone in the wellness profession um, community that I had even a slight connection to. Okay. Told them what I was doing and said, "How can I help?" You know what I mean? I've uh, a couple of my partnerships that have grown over the past year that I'm really strong is with the Punch House Ultimate Fitness, which is a boxing gym. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. They, I know what you're talking about. Um, the owner, Danny Calhoun, went to UC, played football there, and now he's a professional boxer. Um, his business is really growing. I've helped him with marketing and, and, and just different things. You know, all, all the time I try to help him. And he's actually referred a lot of clients to me. Um, So that's one example. My mom at this whole same time was going through all these back problems and all these uh, health issues. And she went to a great physical therapy office over on the west side called Blake & Associates. So I met with the owner, her, and she was totally all into health and wellness and all this. So I probably have five or six of those examples of people that I just reached out to with um, kind of the – let them know my story and let them know if you have any advice, can I help in any way? And that I didn't really have any expectation that like, Ooh, I'm going to partner with these people. You know, it ended up working out that way and it's only grown stronger. These partnerships with them, I try to help them. They help me. Um, but I have physical therapy office, uh, yoga alive, yeah. uh, which yeah. is, you know, they have locations in Clifton, Rookwood, Kenwood. Um, I, I got in with the owner there, I have a good relationship with him. So I'm just trying to surround my people, uh, myself with people who have the same philosophy, like-minded, like-minded people. Yeah. And then it makes it really easy to, you know, help them, them help you. And if, uh, you know, you refer clients back and forth, awesome. Yeah. But at the end of the day, just like you like started this podcast cause you want to talk about things you're passionate about right. at the end of the day, I made a friend and we can, yeah, you know, at least if anything else, we can talk, yeah, we can talk shop at the end of the day, worst case scenario. So, so by you you know, doing all of this, is it since you're in so many different places, are you doing more? Do you find yourself doing more nutrition guidance? Guidance, since that kind of seems like what really changed everything around for you. Are you doing more fitness oriented? Because when I when I was doing uh, health coaching for um, hummingbird coaching, mm-hmm. you know, of course we had different outlines we had to follow. You know, you can't lead the person; they have to lead themselves. And I found more people we're leaning more towards the nutrition side of things sure. than the fitness side of things like that. And my strong point is on the fitness side, mm-hmm. like I'm a little weak on nutrition. I can't say, Hey, okay, look, you know, it's pretty simple. I, sure. I understand that part of it, but I, I can't say to the person you need to eat X amount of vegetables. You, you know, you can't point things out like that. Yeah. And the same thing with exercise. Yeah. I found more people leaning towards, I just don't know what to eat. Yeah. You know, what, give me a program. I'm like, Oh, I can't. Yeah. Which, which, which vegetables do you want to start trying? You right. know, that kind of stuff. So yeah. wh- where do you fall? Yeah. So uh, let's start at one of the concepts I learned at Integrative Nutrition, which I absolutely love. And it's the concept of bioindividuality. And what that is, is that it's, it basically means one person's food is another person's poison. There's no one right way to eat okay. that we're ever going to discover for human beings that everyone is healthy. Because we all have different genetics, we all have different environments we grew up in, we all ate different foods, we all took different medications growing up, we live in different climates, everything is unique about each individual. And so bioindividuality takes out all the dogma 
and bickering and everything out of nutrition. Because at the end of the day, if you tell me, hey, Zach, I've been doing this Coca-Cola diet and I have Coke for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I've lost 50 pounds and I sleep like a rock and my energy is through the roof and I can dunk now, and I'll be like, well... That goes against everything I know about nutrition. But if it works for but you, if it works for you yeah. and your blood work comes back awesome, like... I might try that, actually. You know, yeah. I'm going to try it tomorrow. You heard it here uh, first. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it just takes all the fighting out of nutrition because there's so much confusing information. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got their one thing that they tried that worked for them, and then they tell 100 people and say, this is how you have to do it. Yeah. But if everything worked, you know, that way, we'd ha- we wouldn't have the healthcare crisis we have. That's Everyone would figure out so what we're doing, and so that's that's one key concept on nutrition. Is when I work with my clients, anything I tell them, I tell them to run it through their own screening process. Mm-hmm. If I say eat this vegetable, but every time you eat it, you get an upset stomach and have a migraine, yeah, like. We don't do that, right? Yeah, stop. Stop, right? And because your uncle can do it or somebody else can do it. Yeah. Well, so and so has done this. You yeah, know. they went on the coconut oil diet. And yeah, like, you and know, look at it, look great, awesome. But I dig, I, you know, I pass out of being, or whatever it is. I have headaches all the time, and well, don't just stop that. It's not for you. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I learned this concept in school too that I really like the example. The wolf does not have a nutritionist. The animals don't have, you know. A, a nutritionist that they ever consult. Yeah. They have built-in intuition and instincts on what is right for them. The wolf is walking through the forest. He smells that plant. He goes, that's not food. <laughs> smells another one and goes, that's food. I'm going to eat that. Yeah. Um, I strongly believe that humans have that built into them in that we can tell what is good for us and what is not. But when we see 10,000 advertisements every day yeah. and, you know, f- convenient process junk food is more accessible than ever it crosses our wires we our intuition is buried under a mountain of junk (laughs) especially when the junk is easier to easier to access most of the time yeah than anything else if you went to a gas station and all of the candy on the on the aisle was all fruits vegetables quick and easy of course that'd be first option great done yeah but it's 10 times yeah. The full of going in and saying, oh, I'm just going to grab yeah. Snickers, I'm out. Yep. And it's not that easy. You know, you have, but then you have like a little basket. <laughs> have you seen those baskets of like, they have like a apples, maybe some oranges and a banana. And so, so at the same time, you're kind of like, do I really want to eat a gas station banana? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I guess. I mean, right. it can't be bad, I guess. Right. But that's not usually you're going to go with the quick and easy. Yeah. Um, no, nutrition, I mean, nutrition is the only science that you can prove diametrically opposite things. Because the individuals are always going to be individuals. Mm-hmm. So what some, and you can't control all the factors. You know what I mean? So the science of nutrition is an, it's always going to be an emerging science, but there are a few things everyone agrees on. You know, every diet, you know, the diet industry is humongous, billions and billions of dollars, new books coming out all the time, but they're usually their base of all those diets are usually a couple core things. One, drink more water. Yeah. Two, cut out processed foods and junk and artificial everything. Yeah. Three, 
eat more fruits and vegetables. Yeah. Four, what is the quality of your protein? Yeah. Five, sleep if yeah. you're not sleeping. Six, what's your stress levels like? Right. Seven, have a positive attitude. That is like the basis of what makes a healthy individual. And yeah. it's insane that we are in an environment where that is what my job is. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, <laughs> I never thought about it. I do think about that sometimes because I think about it, like I come to a gym every day for work. I'm like, this is crazy that I come and I teach people how to exercise and live healthy. Right. But like you said earlier, though, we're in the information age where you can hop on the internet and there's so much stuff. Yeah. You click on the first link just because it's on the first link of Google, first page of Google doesn't mean anything. <laughs> right. You know? Right. It just it's it's mind blowing, but yeah, that's, that's yeah. really funny that you say that. So I, I mean, at the end of the day, I tell people, I joke with people, I say, I'm trying to just get human beings to live like human beings, yeah. and when that when you bring more of that in, m- magical things start to happen. Uh, one of the other principles of health coaching is that the body has the ability to heal itself if you give it what it needs. So if you put the right inputs in your body. Your body already knows what to do with it. Right. We are programmed to heal ourselves. Like if that mic fell on your arm and cut your arm, you don't have to be like, Eric's arm, heal. Yeah. I'd quit podcasting. Goes to work, right? (laughs) Your body's already magically scabbing over and the blood is clotting and you know, all that stuff is built into us. We don't have to do anything. And so when we change the inputs, we our output automatically has to change. So another key thing I work with my clients on is, you know, a lot of them will come in for weight loss as a goal because that's what we're told is healthy. You know, we got to lose weight. And I say all the time, I say, you know, I've even taken clients scales away from them for two months at a time. And I say, we just need to focus on getting you healthy. Weight loss is going to be a side effect of good health. Your body will figure out the ideal weight you're supposed to be at. And maybe that's 10 pounds heavier than the magic number you have in your mind. Mm -hmm. But if you feel great, your clothes fit, your blood works awesome, you sleep, you have an awesome life. Mm -hmm. What's the 10 pounds? You know what I mean? So, Well, there's a difference between losing quote unquote weight and losing fat. Yeah. There's yeah. a big difference. Oh, yeah. Are, oh, I won't lose weight. Well, tell me what that means to you. What does losing weight mean to you? Yeah. And then they just say what you just said. Well, I know that I'll feel better. I'll look, you know, and then I'm like, all right, forget the number. Mm-hmm. Don't even think about the number. The number is going to lie to you every single time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Understand yeah. that there's a difference between weight and fat and muscle. Yeah. And, and let's go from there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's an obstacle I run in, you know, on a, weekly basis with with my clients is um they focus on the number and you know your weight can change several pounds in an hour based on how much water you've had have you gone to the bathroom and if you catch yourself on the scale on the wrong time can shatter your confidence you feel guilty like you're questioning if you're on the right track all that so and it's only been a day yeah. You're like, yeah. oh, this is not working. <laughs> yeah. So we we take the long-term approach to health um, because ultimately if, you know, it kind of gets into my personal philosophy about health, um, health isn't really the goal. And I know that sounds weird coming from a health coach, but to me, health isn't the goal. Health is really a vehicle to achieve your goals. Because without your health, I mean, imagine a time when you have the flu and you're on your, or you break your leg or, you know, tear your ACL and your health is gone from you. You realize very quickly how much that affects your life. Everything. Right. 
So the goal is you don't want even health to be an issue. You want that to be just the vehicle that you can then ride to whatever it is you want to accomplish in this life. But if you're stuck at health being your main obstacle, you're in for a tough road. You know what I mean? So And there's so many facets, facets that go into that. Yeah. You, know, you got spiritual health, mental health, physical health. Yep. Uh, you know, yep. emotional. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah, what? But once something breaks, all of them can be affected. Yeah, it takes one. Thing. You 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 literally just mentioned another core pillar of what I work with my clients on. Um, so there's the concept of primary foods and secondary foods. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of that before? Yeah. Okay. Well. In terms of like nutrients, I guess. Okay. So not necessarily foods. Okay. So um, maybe you've heard of it, maybe not. We'll go through it and then you okay. can say, yeah, I heard of that. Or that's different. So secondary foods are foods we eat for breakfast, lunch, dinner, oh, snacks, okay. um, beers on the weekends, wings, candy, you know, salads, anything you think of of food and drink are secondary foods. Okay. So you're probably thinking no, here like, what the heck is a primary food, right? Yeah. Primary food is your career, your relationships, oh. physical activity, and spirituality. Okay. The things you are, you just mentioned. The idea is that those are anything outside of normal food and drink that we think of that has the ability to nourish you or poison you, right? Because wow, yeah. if you think of someone, let's say they're going through a divorce and they're working 80 hours a week in a job they don't like wow. and they never have time to move their body. They're going from the bed to the car to work to the dinner table to the couch to bed, to bed right yeah. and then they feel alone in the world they feel like they're just a you know walking around like a meat robot what's the point life's pointless i can take them to whole foods three times a day and we could eat the most clean organic diet of all time yeah at the end of the day they're still going to feel like crap yeah so we work on you know, sometimes it's the primary foods that are really affecting why you're making those secondary food choices. You know, for me, one of my big primary it foods, totally, it totally makes sense. right? Yeah. And, and I learned this like month one in the school I was at, and I was like, "This is insane!" Like that just solved so much. Oh yeah. Questions for me on how I'm going to help people and all this. Um, think about when you were a little kid. And you, you know, probably played around your neighborhood, had fun running around and, you know, mom rang the dinner bell. Um, you wanted to get in there and shove down whatever you were eating as quick as possible and get back out out there. And life was great. Your energy was great. Think about it. You didn't even think about food. Food was secondary, secondary to all the primary stuff going on in your life. Or think about like if you're on cloud nine, like in a new relationship, like falling in love, you know. Do you really care where you're getting dinner that night? Depends what date it is. That's true. <laughs> I'm talking to a fitness guy here. But Depends what date it is. the point is, is food starts to fade out of the picture, and that's not what's really completing your life and yeah, your yeah. wellness. Absolutely. So, you know, sometimes um, I encourage my clients to be bad and. You know, if having chocolate cake with their spouse at a nice restaurant is going to enhance the moment and make it, you know, an even more enjoyable evening, mm-hmm. 
eat it because that's what's life life is actually meant to be enjoyed yeah. you know and there's no point if you're gonna sit there and feel guilty and stress about eating the cake you're focused right there on that one thing that's taken away from everything else you should be enjoying. exactly that exactly. one moment isn't gonna make or break exactly that your entire process of making yourself healthy yeah so we take the long-term approach and it's more about how do we build in a life that you know, makes you feel good always. And if you fall off path, like I'd say we're building in a GPS. Like if you take a right turn, you were supposed to take a left. It says recalculating. Yeah. People don't have that anymore built into their system. I mean, I had a client the other day that was talking and said, you know, I, I carb loaded for a run, the marathon. Mm -hmm. I carb loaded for it and I wasn't eating any carbs up to that point. I was doing great. And this runner friend said, I have to eat carbs before the marathon. I ate carbs. I carb loaded and I never stopped. And I gained 50 pounds after the marathon from that moment on. And it's like, you know, at that point, what can you do? So, um, it's, it's, I've been called a life coach by some of my clients, which is, you know, it, it makes sense at some level. Yeah, it does, like, especially and, – and I I was totally wrong about hearing hearing the, the primary and the secondary. I was thinking, you know, like mm-hmm. nutrients. Most people say water, it. protein, carb or something. Of, based on that philosophy though, you kind of are it, – it is kind of – I'm not labeling you, but it's almost like your life coach because if you can nail down everything else – yeah. And, and realize how your nutrition does affect you and affects everything outside yeah. of, of yeah. your life, yeah. inside your life, then yeah, that's kind of, yeah. especially when you say, if you're, fo- if you're focusing on that moment and it's going to enhance that moment, that's so, that we're just fed this big ball of this is what nutrition is. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. This is follow this rule, follow this book. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And it's same thing with business, same thing with you know, life in general, I guess. Like, yeah. you know, you're supposed to have kids, you're supposed to have a house, you're supposed to have right. all this stuff. Right. But in nutrition, it's there's just so much clutter. Yeah. There's so much clutter. And I think you kind of just narrowed it down. If you if you can get everything else to work with you, why wouldn't you want to eat healthy so you can have a better weekend? Yeah. Or, a, you yeah. know, you're not feeling like, oh, man, I, I had that four pounds of Mexican and now I'm laying on the couch. Well, <laughs> have Mexican, but... Right. Take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> I, or, you know, I I don't abstain, you know, health coach confessional here. I don't abstain from eating junk food, food yeah. from time to time. Same here. But I might make my next three meals, you know, healthy meals without even thinking about it. And, you know, I, I used to, you know, I told you I drank probably six sodas a day. Wow. I can't even get through a whole soda anymore. And it's not because I'm snobby Mr. Health Coach. I, I just don't enjoy it anymore. Yeah. And, you know, and... And so once you get to the point of feeling healthy, it it's uh, a lot easier to stay on that. Mm-hmm. My job as a health coach is to navigate you safely yeah. to that point <clears throat> and tap into that knowledge that you already have built in, basically. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because um, when I was going through the coaching process at Hummingbird, excuse me, we were we were taught that we're not giving. We're not telling people what to do. We're navigating them. We're helping them learn how to navigate themselves. Yep. So it's more about saying, hey, what does what does having a healthy lifestyle look to you? Okay. Um, if somebody says, actually, let's do this. You coach me really quick. Yeah. Can you do that? Yeah. Quickly? Okay. Um, let's just say, do the, the people usually come in saying, okay, here's, here's what I want to do? Or is there a different... Yeah. Some people life? have goals. Some people, we have to tap into them. But do yeah. You, okay. Let's just... Let's just 
let's just go with the basic. I, I want to improve my nutrition. Let's say I'm whatever, 15 pounds overweight, uh, moderately active. I can't lose, can't lose weight. I don't feel that great all the time. I, I lose a couple hours of sleep at night. I toss and toss and turn. I get sleepy at work. Yeah. What would that process look be like? Sure. What, what would you do? Sure. So I would ask him first. I, I like to ask him when did this start? Okay. Um, the reason I ask that is usually there's something that happened. Maybe it was a divorce. Maybe it was a new job. Maybe it was, you know, my kids went away to college. I had more time. You know, there's usually something pretty uh, drastic that changes for people yeah. when it's like, and then I put on 50 pounds. Um, so one, I ask that question. Sometimes it's, a, you know, it's just a gradual thing, but sometimes I check in with that to see, to kind of understand where they're going at. Okay, so if I say like my... My work is just, I got a new job. I got a promotion. Yeah. And it's way too much. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would ask, how how do you think the stress at your job, you know, affects your, your health at this current stage in your life? I feel like I have to stay at work to get things done. You know, I can't use my gym membership. I'd really like to. I haven't done it in a while. I stay late at work all the time. There are certain expectations. That, you know, I have, to, I have to be there. I have to be at work. Yeah. So I'd say... Let's let's imagine that you find a way to safely start to bring balance to your work um, and your, the rest of your life. Uh, what would that enable you yeah. to do? So you kind of lead them into right, that and then they start thinking you. about well, well, if I could, you know, get a handle on my work and get to, if I could just get to the gym like twice a week. Mm-hmm. I would feel so much more confident. I wouldn't feel like a lazy slob, or you know, I would, I would just. It would open up X for me. And everybody has that something why they're coming to see me that they want to open up for their life. They know. Another thing that I ask them is I say, what three things right now? I want you to health coach yourself. What are three things you know you could be doing uh, for yourself that you're not doing that would enhance your health? Nine times out of ten, they can rattle off three things. They'll say, well, you know, I could stop. I could stop, you know, picking up fast food on the way to work and I could focus on, you know, making dinner at home. I could, I always, you know, watch TV from 11 to midnight. I could probably, you know, not watch TV at night and get to bed an hour earlier. Um, I, I haven't renewed my gym membership. I know I need to do that. I, I could do that. And they'll list off three things. And I say, and then, you know, say, all right, what do you think is getting in the way of that? And then they'll, you just keep asking. I'm really digging. there as a satellite, right? Digging and digging. And I ask questions that reflect something back to them mm-hmm. that they already know, but fear or their subconscious or something has buried it. And then all of a sudden when you, you stare at it in the face, you get hit with it and you're like, ah. Especially if, if that person is the is the one bringing it to their own attention. If you walk in the door oh, and say, yeah. X, Y, and Z. Dumb, <laughs> stupid. Right. It's pretty oh, yeah. simple. Yeah. It's just another person barking orders at them. Yeah. When they figure it out themselves, it's more emotion. You get that connection like, wow, yeah. I really do have the time to do this or I'm really – I'm missing out on this. Yeah. I, they get that emotional connection. They can feel oh, – I mean, I remember when I, I felt good. I, felt, I remember when I got off of work at 5 or 6 and you just go from there. Absolutely. Um, I, I – one of the things I tell everyone is everyone's their own best health coach. You know, I, I can share my experiences. I can share my knowledge, but at the end of the day, it's your life. You know how to best navigate it. Mm-hmm. And 
no one likes to be told what to do. So another thing of the program is day one, I don't say, all right, you hired a health coach, no more ice cream, no more Coke, no more this, yeah. no more that. Because they're like, what have I done? And they'll either <laughs> quit or yeah. they'll run outside and curse my name to their friend You know, on the first phone call they go. Yeah. And that's not the right way to do it anyway. That's not the Correct. point. Correct. Yeah. You know, even if they are cursing your name regardless, I mean, it's yeah. that's not the way you handle somebody who's really trying to tighten up ends that they're that are important to them yeah so we try to build in the way i think about it is uh it's a six-month program i usually work with people in the reason it's six months is we're trying to change a lot of things right but we want to do it in a way that sticks you know through sheer willpower and determination you could go on some crazy detox and change your whole life around and go to the gym five days a week or whatever but it's not going to last after two weeks. After two weeks, you're going to crash, and you're going to be like, "I'm never doing that again." Yeah. Um, so it's more about uh, how do we how do we get uh, small changes over the long term that are going to build in, feel great, and uh, and last, and really give you results that last a long t- lifetime. If that makes sense. Yeah. No. It absolutely does. I think there's a lot to be said for that too, because I think you hear the word coach, and it's automatically like, "Well, I'm just gonna." It's just another cheerleader. Yeah, and you're just like in the in the back pocket, like, well, if I don't succeed, then it's my coach's fault. But you don't. That's not it. Yeah, it's not because you're not telling them. Yeah, X Y Z, and they're not dreading. God, now I gotta go see this guy and tell him. Yeah. Oh shit! Now I gotta. <laughs> yeah. I didn't do anything you told me to do. If they don't do it, they know the reason why. Yeah. And they're probably more likely to come back and say, "Hey, look, Zach, I didn't. I didn't get this done. I still. Th- I think I need to." dig a little deeper here sure. and really find a way to do this. Sure. And that's, and that's, you're just a tool in the tool belt. Yeah. Just like a personal trainer. Yep. Just like anybody else that's, you know, spiritual leader or whatever it is. Yep. You have to uh, use them. I feel like I'm, I'm there to provide sound recommendations, ask the right questions, hold them accountable and be relentlessly loving and supportive yeah. with, cause everyone has their own, you know, excuse my French, Everyone has their own shit going on. Yeah. And so it's how do we, you know, accomplish your goals in the midst of that? Because no one lives in a bubble. Yeah, and right. uh, it's how do we how do we navigate safely through, Constantly you know, everyone's life. Exactly. Yeah. Always. Yep. Well, that's really interesting, man. And I think it's it's a lot different, a lot more open than what I was going through, what, what I did with people. Yeah. I mean, a little more strict, which yeah. was fine. And yeah. I was doing all all online. You mm-hmm. do everything in person, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. I had all online. So it was very impersonal, honestly. I sure. Is, can't tell emotion yeah. through an email. I don't yeah. care how many exclamation points you yeah. put on an email. I don't know if you're screaming or if you're genuinely, genuinely yeah. excited. Yeah. Um, so wh- where do you see the future of your industry going? Is it is it more towards what you're doing right now? Or do you see as technology advances, is that going to really take hold? And, uh, and change the things a little bit? Uh, that's an interesting question. I think there's something to be said about one-on-one, just human uh, yeah. connection, right? Mm-hmm. And having someone there, I mean, I've had sessions where I go in and I want to talk about, you know, the importance of green vegetables and organic produce. And I can just tell from two minutes into it that, that something's going on, right? And maybe for an hour, they just need to dump what's going on on somebody and they say that was the best session i ever had we didn't even talk anything about health you know they just got the crud that was in their head floating around out and they feel so much better and it's crazy but we don't have that a lot of people don't have that 
uh, outlet to just express how they're feeling. Yeah. And so for some people, that's the main benefit. One of the main benefits they get from health coaching is just someone that'll listen, really intently listen on what's going on with them. Yeah. But as far as the industry going, you know, I think health coaching is really like grassroots front lines going to be where change comes from. The, the school's mission that I went to is to transform uh, the world's health and happiness and create a, a ripple effect that changes the world. Right. Yeah. So what that means is I had my own transformation mm-hmm. built in. Right. Now I've probably affected over a hundred people, clients, family, friends with health of those people. I can list 10 right now who have gotten their family walking, changed their kids' diets, do that. And so it's this crazy, you know, pond ripple effect of health that no government policy, no any change from the top is going to make hold. It's going to come from people, you know, experiencing for themselves what being healthy feels like. And then you cannot help but want to scream it to the world when you feel better. So... I, I really, um, it's becoming more and more mainstream to hire a health coach. I mean, it's just like anything else. Like if I wanted to learn how to play baseball, I would hire a coach. I need to know how to grip the bat. I need to know what the rules are of the game, how to run the bases, how to stand in the batter's box. And we you live in a society, and again, it's crazy, we have no idea how to be healthy. Like we have no clue and... Even if we do know, I mean, most people know an apple is more healthy than a Snickers bar. Yeah. It's why can't we eat the apple over oh, the, the Snickers, Snickers bar? Yeah, no kidding. And that's where, it's like a trance, and that's where health coaches come in because they are able to break the trance, you know, snap your fingers and, and then you go and teach you to look around and go, what the heck have I been doing? And it's simple stuff we're working on. And, and as soon as you start hitting on those simple things, drink more water, eat more fruits and vegetables sleep more, actively deal with your stress, maybe cultivate a more positive attitude. Six months later, your entire life's changed and you feel good. I feel good. And And you're going to go and you're going to go on and and change somebody else's life. So that's awesome. I think, yeah, there's definitely getting, getting ground roots is that's a pretty big, strong point. Face to face interaction, personal, somebody actually caring, you can give all the soda mandates you want, you know, cut out soda from schools and everything else, but that's not really going to... It's an education gap, yeah. really. I mean, um, I, and I've had probably 10 people reach out to me in Cincinnati that Googled me and want to be health coaches, and I'm helping every single one of them. Awesome. Um, because I don't see them as competition. I'm like, you know, how many dentists are there in Cincinnati? Yeah. I want health coaches to be a real thing and you know i just have to go to kroger and look in people's grocery carts and say there's gonna be plenty of clients <laughs> oh absolutely yeah you're not right. there's not gonna be a shortage anytime soon right so anytime soon that's no joke well man um we're about out of time but you have any current projects and that you're working on that people should know about uh i'm starting a walking club okay on saturday mornings All right. uh so I, I have clients that i encourage to walk and sometimes they don't do it and now i'm giving them at least once a week an outlet to uh, not have an excuse you put that on facebook or twitter or it'll like be that. on facebook All it'll right. be on my website um we're starting our first one may 24th in eden park at 8 a.m may 24th. rise and shine <laughs> 
Um, so that'll be an every week thing Saturday mornings. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's awesome. And then uh, doing more group coaching. Um, I'm probably going to start a summer group coach group coaching session. So look for that on um, my website. One-on-one clients have been great and uh, just continuing to strengthen partnerships around town. And awesome. uh, it's it's really going well. So. Good. Yeah. Well, I re- where can people get hold of you? You mentioned your website. Go ahead and give your website everything that people can get. Sure. Hold of you so you can follow me on Facebook at Health Coach Zach. You can follow me on Instagram if you you're an Instagrammer on Health Coach Zach. Uh, my website is www.healthcoachzach.com. So healthcoachzach.com. Uh, my email is zach at healthcoach.com. Feel free to drop me a line on there. And then my phone number is 513-620-6963. So 513-620-6963. And for anybody that's interested in figuring out, you know, whether a health coach might be right for them, I I start with a free consultation. It's basically an hour where we get to know each other, say, what are your goals? Uh, Why aren't you reaching them, do you think? Where do you want to be? I talk about what health coaching is, what services, you know, how my services can, can support you. And then we make a mutual decision to say, I think this is exactly what you need. Like, let's do it. Or, you know, sometimes I, I've turned away people when I think they're not ready for it or, um, you know, they're in it for the wrong reasons or whatever. And uh, I think people appreciate that anyway. But um, yeah, I, I want to work with people that are really looking to make long-term lifestyle change they're ready to make a change and they're you know ready to rock and roll That's so awesome, man. well i appreciate you coming down thank you so really, much eric i, I awesome. really appreciate the opportunity my pleasure all right guys we're gonna wrap up um uh, i won't have a podcast next week but the week after that i'm gonna have cindy nager who is one of my really good friends and she is the humana health fitness center director at corporate fitness works so i look forward to to sharing a little bit about uh, what corporate fitness is and and how that affects different areas of fitness. So until then, guys, have a good afternoon, and we'll talk to you later. Bye.